Hey, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast. I'm Brody Swisher. This podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at OnX. Great partners they've been for, for many, many years, particularly this podcast and in our turkey camps, summer camps, programs, activities, shooting sports that we've been doing. OnX has been really, really good to us, and so we encourage you to check them out. And uh, we use them. You know that. It's not just a, a plea or a sales pitch. We use OnX all the time. I'm talking about it, writing stories about it uh, for work, different pieces all the time. We use it. Uh, Aiden uses it. He and I were communicating the other day, sharing pins, dropping stand locations and so it's just a great tool so be sure to check that out hey this one is kind of going to be a fun one it's kind of a recap of this last year we're talking about the fact that this year uh this week wraps up the first year of this podcast it was this week last year that we launched our introduction episode kind of the first introductory i think it's called intro to the hunting roots podcast and these guys i got sitting right here with me now we're in on that aiden Easton and Remy. Welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't heard it, folks, go back and listen to it. Check it out. Intro to the Hunting Roots podcast. We're just kind of telling. It's like a seven-minute intro is all it was. In that first seven minutes, we just said, you know, I don't want this just to be another uh, Me Too podcast. The world's full of people out there offering tips and techniques and tactics and trying to teach you how to be the next big bow hunter. And honestly, it's saturated with that. There are so many of those out there. You can flip it on all the time and find somebody talking about how to do this or that. And unfortunately, a lot of the podcasts are dudes that just started hunting, and they're trying to tell you how to do things. And you got a bunch of rookie, rookie hunters, rookie bow hunters, rookie podcasters out there trying to tell you and teach you how to do things just because they killed their first buck, and now they want to give you their expert tips. But uh, it, it's full of that. It's saturated with that. I wanted to do something else. I kind of wanted to tell the other side of the story kind of take people on our journey as, as dudes that uh, love hunting and, and family and the Lord and just kind of take people along on our journey. And so that's kind of what this has been. We've brought some stories on that have been, uh, we've had some of those that, you know, that have been hunting and you could probably call them more of a how-to or just kind of an informative deal. But uh, a lot of them have just been the, the stories that we've seen and heard out there, just people that have been through some crap in their life, uh, some tragedy in the woods. You know, we started off, with Will Primos. That was the first one. Like I said, we did this intro podcast a year ago this week, and then we got rolling with, with Will Primos as the first one, and I wanted him to be the first guest, and uh, it's kind of starting big. Like, it's all downhill after Will Primos, right? I mean, he, he's kind of the pioneer for a lot of the things that we follow, but I wanted to have him on that as our first guest for the first podcast just because he was so instrumental in, in guiding and, and the direction that I took as a young hunter, watching his film, following his stuff, going to seminars, and just all the things. Man, I was soaking it up with Will Primos, and so it's cool to have him on, have him talk about his first deer. If you didn't hear that, go back and check it out again. That's the first episode we had after the introduction, and just a cool time with him. Great dude. Love to see uh, and look back on all the old flicks. We did that a few weeks ago. Aiden and I sat here. Uh, with some old VHS tapes and just taking it back to my roots as a hunter back when I was young, getting into it, and, and just some of those hunts that, man, I still remember uh, and, and quote all those different lines from some of the different guys on there, but things they were saying, and it was just a, a great time and uh, uh, great memories looking back and watching those old films and introducing you guys to those things. And it's old school footage, man. A lot of things have come a long way in production and quality, but I think still telling the story and just the camaraderie, uh, man, nobody can beat it. It's just those those old uh, stories and uh, just sitting around, good times being had, man. We've gotten away from that in a lot of ways 
uh, nowadays. But good stuff. That was the very first one, Will Primos. What about you guys, man? Aiden, Rimbo, Easton, as you think back to this last year, what were some of the stories that stuck out to you? Maybe stories you heard me talk about. Uh, maybe some of the podcasts you set in on. Anything, anybody in particular stick out in your mind as far as some of the podcasts we've had in the past? Remy, I know you said your favorite one was a story about you killing your big buck, right? Mm-hmm. Why was that so good? Just because you were the star of that, right? And you got to kill the big buck. Right? Yeah, and because I was like the only person on here and it was good. It was just me and you. Mm-hmm. You didn't have these either, either one of these other two dingalings talking and getting in your way. It was just me and you, man to man, talking big bucks. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so... What are you thinking this year? You gonna you gonna outdo that buck from last year? For those that don't know, Remy killed. What would you kill last year in that blind? Um, the eight pointer. That, Big old eight pointer, wasn't it? Yeah, we were thinking it was the one we saw on the trail camera, but um, you said it was like different from it. It was different and it was bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw one that was pretty decent. It was a nice, nice eight pointer, kind of wide. We thought, man, that wouldn't be bad for Remy. And then that evening, right before dark, right before last shooting light, we had. A buck walk in that was way bigger than the one we found on trail camera. And it was big enough. Daddy would have shot it, too. It was a nice buck. I'd have shot it. It was a shooter. Big body sucker. Eight-point rack. And uh, it was every bit of a four-year-old buck just based on his body. He was big, big body. Biggest body buck I've seen down this way in a long time. And Remy put a great shot on it. Crossbow that sucker. It was like the last day or two of archery season. Made a great shot. Best buck of his career so far. And uh, best buck that any of us have shot in a long time. And so that was a pretty cool deal. That was last year, end of October, I guess it was. And end of October, early November, I think it was. And so, yeah, so that was your favorite episode then, talking about your buck, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. What about you other boys? Anything stick out to y'all, things that come to mind? Um, I think probably that time we were in Florida and we had a podcast in Florida talking about turkey hunting. Oh, Yeah. I just got done killing one, so that was pretty cool. Not just the fact that I killed it, but the fact we were in Florida at the beach house recording the podcast was really cool. Yeah, that was cool because we, like you said, we were just sitting there at the condo and having a big time on vacation, living the dream. The girls were having a good time being able to hang out on the beach. We were able just to sit and chill and just relax that week. That was fun. That was a relaxed, chill time, talking turkeys, you would just killed what did you, that was you just killed on the youth hunt, right? Yeah, I think it was first youth hunt. Yeah, your last youth your last youth yeah, hunt of last your career, hunt. you killed a bird right off the bat. Heck of a morning, turkey woods, that was awesome. And uh so yeah, we were just recapping that turkey hunt youth hunt that year for twenty twenty two youth turkey hunt, talking about it in Florida, sitting there in the condo. So that was a that was a good time. Easton, I know who your favorite one would be, our buddy Trent. Trent Earhart, our donut man. Man, what a good dude, Trent. If you didn't hear that one, that was a few weeks ago, actually, maybe last month. I can't remember. Trent Earhart, the dude that was hung by his feet, falling out of the tree stand, hanging by his feet, trying to shoot himself down. He was just trying to shoot the strap off his feet just so he could fall. Couldn't get that done with his last bullet he had. Uh, Hanging there, finally wiggled out of his boots and fell from the tree stand. Not just any tree stand he was 35 stinking feet in the air and so uh, landed on his face and and god was just all over him protecting him and he did not perish in that moment my gosh you can't imagine falling face first 35 feet and surviving but that's exactly what happened he got up and 
spent some time in the hospital, but he was uh, not broken up too bad, surprisingly, and, and survived that one. And so I guess that's part of being a stud, a big, beefy dude. You just can handle some of that stuff maybe. But, again, the Lord is watching over him, protecting him, and that just worked out. So go back and listen to that one, Trent Earhart. Good stuff. I know Easton connected with him. Easton really liked him. All of us did. We we mm-hmm. love that dude. He was a cool guy. And y'all are always asking, man, get Trent back up here. And uh, we're going to go down actually and see Mr. Trent. He's got gators to shoot. Good dude. But I, I look back over all of them. You know, some of the crazy ones, uh, the Michael Perry story, the dude that was impaled. I know you guys didn't sit in on that, that episode, but uh, that's one that will always stick out to me is the story of Michael Perry, the dude that fell from his tree stand was impaled on a stob of wood, a, a, basically a tree that four foot tall, a leftover piece of uh, a tree that was cut to clear the lane, the shooting lane, but they left it cut right at four foot tall. And so when he fell out, that was right below his stand trap. Trap door, tree stand accident. Stand comes out from underneath him, and he falls and lands on that stob. Again, that stob goes in just above his goodies, between his top of his goodies and his bottom of his belly button the stop goes in he just goes right up through his guts and fortunately stopped just shy of his vitals and his heart and, and everything in his lungs and so he made it he's been going on for several years having surgeries i think he's under, undergone 15 surgeries now uh, but god has watched over him as well and just brought him through that and so that's an incredible story and that's one that i think impact wise just sticks out to me so much i think back to that story and think about the fact that just every time I climb a tree, man, I, I think back and, and just think about him. Every time I start to put my feet on the steps of a ladder or sticks going up to a tree stand, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that you know, I'm not climbing without a harness. I'm not climbing without being attached into a lifeline or being some kind of hooked into that tree. And so that's just a brutal reminder, not a stand climbing goes by that I don't think about him and his story. And I just pucker up every time. And so that's one that definitely sticks out in my mind there's been a lot of good ones there's been a lot of cool people you know i always think of miss horton um you know lost Stephen horton she told the story early on one of the first few podcasts told the story about uh, her son Stephen that was was killed in a hunting accident a muzzleloader hunting accident and that was opening weekend of muzzleloader that, that season that time uh, that annual uh event that anniversary of that uh, accident is coming up soon and uh, she shared one of the, like I said, one of the first few podcasts. She shared that story and just uh, a brutal story to listen to, and and just a reminder every year for her as hunting season draws around and those opening days come. We we look to those times of celebration and excitement, uh, but we often fail to think there's some people out there that those opening days are a horrific reminder of of a loved one lost. And so, tough story there, but a good reminder again uh, on this need for safety out there every time. But it has been a cool year, man. We've had some, again, some tough, tough situations and, and stories that we've had to listen to. I know this past week uh, we listened to the story of Dane Purcell and heard from his wife, who is now uh, a widow uh, after his accident. He was the one that fell a few weeks ago, September 11th, I guess it was, and uh, had an accident or an incident in his Saddle hunting set up and trying it out, experimenting, doing different things, and just trying to figure out a new piece of gear. And, and whatever happened, however went down, is still a mystery, but uh, the dude did not make it, and uh, she shared that story. And, and so, man, those are a lot of the tough ones. You know, we, we share some of those tough reminders each year just to let people see, again, the other side of the story, but uh, some of the crap that can go bad and go wrong quick when we're not careful. 
as I started to say earlier on, there's so many podcasts out there that come on and guys think, oh, man, the cool thing to do is start a podcast. Everybody's starting a podcast. It used to be a YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody had a YouTube channel they liked, and everybody wanted to start their own YouTube channel. What about you guys? You guys watch a lot of YouTube, probably as much as anything. What is your favorite YouTube channel? Okay, now I don't want you to say what you think I want to hear. Don't be saying my favorite YouTube channel. I want you to say what yours is. Remy, start us off because you look like you know exactly which one you want to say. Favorite YouTube channel, what is it, Remy? Probably Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect. How many followers do they have? you even have any idea? Uh, Probably more than a million. Millions. Got to be millions. What do you think? How many millions is it, Easton? Do you know? They have 50 million subscribers. I think. It's like 54, 54 million. million. Are you kidding me? I thought maybe a couple million. 54 million. Holy smokes. That's crazy. That's probably one of the hottest ones out there. Easton, what's your favorite one? I think I know the answer to yours. Arms Family Homestead. Arms Family Homestead. What's the guy's name? Daniel Arms. Daniel. I started to say David. Daniel Arms. Out where is he? Oklahoma. Yeah, I was Out about in Oklahoma. to say Oklahoma. I like that dude. Daniel Arms. Arms Family Homestead. I like him. Uh, he does some cool stuff. One, he's a hunter, so I like that. A lot of homesteading stuff doesn't get me too fired up. When you get a bunch of those, sometimes it's those folks that are just, I don't know, they're your classic homesteaders that are just kind of living off the land, but they're not hunters. They're kind of more hippies. You get a lot of hippie homesteaders, you know, you've seen some of those, and that's not my flavor, Uh, but these guys are cool. They're like home, and I don't think they, I think they just use the homestead name because they knew that was, that was a trendy thing to do, but they're, they are straight up farming, homesteading, uh, but they're hunters, man. I like that, and of course, I really like the fact that my wife reached out to the arms guy last year about Easton. Easton loves him. He's a big fan of them, and I think he's bought – he's got one of their T-shirts or whatever and, and got a T-shirt maybe for his birthday or something. And and, um, and my wife Amanda reached out and said, hey, it's, it's Easton's birthday. Any chance you can just shoot a shout-out to him or whatever? And and he sends back this uh, video text, you know, text message, video message, and just said, hey, Easton, I, hope it, I heard it's your birthday and just want to wish you. know, just sent Easton a birthday greeting and took the time to do that right there in the farmyard with the animals and all the stuff. And So that's a cool dude. A lot of, like I said, a lot of the YouTuber guys out there drive me nuts. Can't stand watching them, listening to them, seeing them, whatever. They're just so full of themselves and uh, just can't brag on them enough, you know, on, brag on themselves enough and just drives me crazy. But this dude's legit. He's He's cool. He's... Uh, again, he's a big deer hunter, takes his kids hunting. I love it, and killing some great deer out there in Oklahoma. But he took time enough to, to send a shout-out to Easton for his birthday and send him a video message, so that's pretty cool. Easton, how many, How many? I keep saying followers, how many subscribers does he have? I really don't know. He's he's at least a million, though, right? I don't know. Not a million. Maybe he's 500,000. I don't know. He's got a he lot, too. He doesn't have as much as Dude Perfect. Well, nobody's got as much as Dude Perfect. Dude Perfect probably as as good as it gets when it comes to youtube those guys started off shooting panda bears in the nuts that's kind of how they got their and then they their have stuff. like flaming arrows yeah then they started shooting flaming arrows and it's kind of like oh that's cool and now they, they just do trick shots for a living oh dude yeah trick shots for a living and games goofy stuff but man boys they're living the dream if you're into that crazy stuff Aiden, what about you, man? What's your favorite um, YouTube channel? So I got a couple. Like uh, Remy said, Do Perfect's up there, but I also like Seek One and like yep. Hunting Public. Those two probably yep. favorite hunting. Yep. Yeah, those are both good ones, and uh, both those those productions are good stuff. Hunting Public and, and Seek One, and 
I really like what they do. The Hunting Public's one of the fastest growing. Both of those are probably the two fastest growing YouTube channels there are, and they've just done a really, really good job. I love the fact Seek One. Uh, man, if you could find one name that's as cool a name as it gets, I mean, obviously Hunting Roots is that. But aside from our name, if you could find one cool name out there that's like the the, the ultimate hunting name, but it's also got a sweet, sweet spiritual connotation is seek one man talk about seeking that one animal but they're also big on seeking god first and i love that and so awesome dude so be sure to check out seek one i think they just posted their velvet buck hunt from uh, nashville back in the velvet hunt back early or excuse me late uh, late august and uh they just posted that one up at lee's book when did lee's book they, so. they just posted the other night so cool stuff so be sure to check those guys out how the heck do we even get talking about youtube talk about in fact, YouTube was a cool platform, right? So YouTube was the platform. Everybody and their brother had a YouTube channel. Still do. I mean, we've got a YouTube channel. We don't ever post stuff to it, but we've got it. Friends of ours have got YouTube channels, different stuff. Everybody's doing that. Well, then the podcast thing came on the scene, and and everybody wanted to start a podcast. And everybody was like, oh, we're going to start a podcast. That'd be the cool thing to do. It's kind of the new YouTube channel. It's a podcast now, though. And so a lot of people were popping up saying, oh, we got podcasts, we're doing a podcast, hey, we're launching a podcast. And you started seeing people saying that and doing that. But so many people would come on and say, hey, we're starting our podcast, here's the first episode. And then a week would go by nothing, two weeks would go by nothing. A month later, they still haven't done another episode. Then maybe they'll kick off, hey, it's time for another podcast episode, and they'd do another one. And they'd have two episodes three or four months in, and then then you never see another thing from them. You see people that started podcasts, and you, you you start following them and subscribe to that podcast, follow it, whatever it is you do, and then they get an episode or two, and then that's it. And you got these people in there, you're, you're following their podcast, you know, and, and they never get beyond, you know, an episode or two. And that happens all the time. I see that all the time. So when we started this Hunting Roots podcast a year ago, and even before, that was my goal. I said, man, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to be that person that starts a podcast, they do three episodes, and they're out. You know what I'm saying? They they, they do three episodes, and they punt because they ain't got nothing, and, and they just don't do it, and they, they don't know where to go with it. They're burnt out. They don't have the time, the energy, the effort, and they do a couple episodes, and they're done, and I was like, gosh, dang, I don't want to be that, that deal, and uh, so that was kind of my thing, and it's cool, man. I'm proud of the fact that we've been in this thing a year now, Approaching the year, Mark, this will be the year again that we kicked off our intro to the Hunting Roots podcast this week, and then the first episode with Mr. Will. We're right there at the year marker, and we've not missed a week. It's been so cool. Once we got started with Mr. Will Primos, every week we had something going on, be it another guest, be it our own uh, shenanigans, talking stories, whatever it was. Uh, we've gone a year and, and never missed a week, and so that's been really, really cool just to see the consistency there and, and just continue to bring that each week, the conversations, the stories, the memories, whatever it was. And so I really love that. Uh, we've been able to do that and, and to meet that goal and looking forward to great things to come in uh, the weeks, months, years ahead as we continue to roll with this thing. And I really can't thank the people that follow us enough. I mean, we've got uh, like any podcast, I mean, you, you're always surprised, I think. People are surprised at, at just how many people follow the thing. Other countries that, uh, and cities and from places around the world that have listened to the Hunting Roots podcast, and, you know, that might creep you out a little bit because you probably got some creepers over there trying to stalk you or do some kind of who knows what. 
But a lot of that's just legitimate stuff, man. This thing has reached out to uh, a lot of places around the world, obviously across the country, right here at home. And so, man, it's just been a really cool thing to see the impact. Just such a little podcast. Man, I, I, I get it. There's podcasts that are so much bigger, have so much more of a reach. We just have our small group uh, folks that we that we reach and, and catch up with each week. And, and, man, I thank God for them and just the fact that they follow along and they listen in. It's flattering. Uh, it's humbling. I know some people do it out of pity, I'm sure. And they're just like poor, poor Brody and them Swisher boys, and they just listen to – just to encourage us, whatever it is. But, man, uh, I love the fact that we have uh, gained a following, gained a platform just to be able to share our hearts and encourage other people uh, with our story and the stories of other folks from around the country. And so, man, I can't thank you all enough for those that follow, that listen, um, that give us shout-outs to follow up and ask questions and, and encouragement. I really want to say a big thanks to those of you all that have written us review. You've given us a rating. This is one from Hallgreg51. This is an awesome show. Reminds me of my youth in hunting. There's also some great life lessons discussed and great safety and best practice tips. You won't be disappointed. Big thanks to Hollis on that. Uh, another piece here says, this is a great podcast to listen to on my drive to work. It feels like you're part of a conversation about hunting and the importance of family. I like that Hunting Roots talks about the cool stories, but also some of the realities of hunting, like getting hurt by a barbed wire fence. Ouch. He also brings his sons into the conversation, which is always a joy. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Talk about that barbed wire fence incident with old Tony Peterson when Tony Peterson tried to cross the barbed wire fence and the fence snapped on him and he landed on the goods on a barbed wire fence. Uh. Yeah, it was a bad, bad deal. And uh, so really appreciate that. Oh, uh, man, just some great people that are reaching out, leaving a message. We always appreciate these. This one says, I really enjoy the podcast. Glad I was able to find it before it took off and got huge. Hey, it ain't quite huge yet, but we appreciate it. Keep it up. It says, God bless Lamke Jeff. That previous one there was Paratrooper 1775. Good old buddy Steve, I believe that is. And so really appreciate them. I really enjoy listening to Brody tell stories that are related to real life, excuse me, real faith events. That's my buddy Banjo Ben. And uh, banjo Ben's awesome. If you play the guitar, play the banjo, play, do plays all kind of stuff. Obviously, as the name implies, Banjo Ben is a banjo-picking machine, and you can find uh, all kind of lessons. The dude's got online lessons. You can get into his memberships. Just an awesome dude. Pretty much played. Who did he play for? Y'all remember? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I hate to say her name, but I will say it since you said it first. Taylor Swift. He was like the... Uh, the, the only country dude in Taylor Swift's band, and, I mean, he was banjo picking machine. I don't know what all he played for her. He did it all and pretty much carried it. We're going to have him on here sometime soon because he's got some great stories, if you remember those uh, couple classic stories that, I mean, we busted a gut laughing over. Banjo Ben, appreciate you, man. And I think he's getting ready to move to Texas, last I heard, trying to sell his house in Nashville. I know it's disappointing, isn't it? I know. Easton, you disappointed? Yeah, and I was going to be farther away, and we can't go see him if we ever go to Nashville. I know. He was our Nashville connection. We love going over there and hanging out with him, spending time in his house, his cute little girls, had a little jump rope contest with him, eating steak with him, climbing up in the loft. And what happened the last time we were there? Uh, two times ago, threw up. Aiden threw up in the middle of the night. I remember I that. Know. He comes downstairs like, Dad, I puked. And it, like, puked right there at the top of this loft ladder. And I'm like, dude, could you not have got to the bathroom anywhere else? I mean, right there in your face when you climbed the top of the ladder. 
couldn't get down. Couldn't get down in time. Got sick at the NWTF show. Puked on Banjo Ben's brand new carpet. And we hadn't been back since. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, love that dude. So, seriously, check out Banjo Ben. Awesome, awesome dude. And uh, I don't think I've ever been at Banjo Ben's house. Well, we'll have to go see him in Texas. So, really appreciate his encouragement of the podcast. Thunder Chicken 32 says, love the podcast. Hats off, Brody. And we appreciate you, Thunder Chicken 32. And so, again, we always appreciate the ratings, reviews. There's many others. We'll read some more of those uh, another time. But, again, the ratings and reviews are just encouragement to us. They obviously help, too, uh, as we try to get this podcast off the ground and get it rolling and get the word out there. Those are big, big helps. If you've not done that, we encourage you to go in there and uh, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, say some nice things. Uh, but seriously, that encouragement goes a long way. It helps these boys realize that people are listening and checking things out. And we encourage you to do that, man. Tell somebody about the Hunting Roots podcast this week. Find somebody you know. Say, you know what? Hey, he's into podcasts. Or maybe they're not into podcasts, and they need to be. We're getting ready to hit the road for a hunt, do a game dinner. And, dude, we'll have all kind of podcasts we'll listen to for eight hours. We'll be rolling out some that we save for those Road trips, we got some that we, we just don't even listen to here around the house. We save them for a long-distance road trip, and uh, it's a great way to pass the time. And so, so tell somebody about them this week, if you would. Please pass the word along to your friends, your family, and, and just encourage other people. Repost it on your social media channels and, and spread the word. Help us tell people what the Hunting Roots podcast is all about. I can't say thank you enough for following along. Again, I promise you it means a ton to know that you're doing so, that you're along for the ride as we – Share stories that we hope will encourage you and inspire you. That's kind of the name of the game with this thing, man. It's uh, no attitudes or egos. We're not trying to pump ourselves up. We just like sharing stories, again, that will encourage and inspire others. Maybe entertain, maybe educate, equip, whatever it may be. That's what we got. But at the end of the day, man, our biggest desire is that through what we do, the words we say, uh, you would be encouraged to seek God first in all you do. We love to help in your pursuit of critters, wild game, but more than anything, man, we want to help guide you in your pursuit of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about for us. So again, guys, we thank you a bunch for listening and hanging out each week, and we look forward to seeing you right back here next week for the Hunting Roots Podcast. Shoot straight. God bless. (laughs) 